Hello and uh, welcome to a new podcast uh, that I'm going to be starting up uh, bi-weekly um, and it's called obviously Superheroology. It's going to be a podcast that we that we talk about uh, comic book movies, comic book uh, shows and, and, stu- and stuff related to that. Um, so today is obviously the first episode and uh, yeah we've got a We've got a uh, bunch of news topics that's been quite a busy week uh, in terms of news that, I mean, some of the stuff that's been actually this week that's been announced, I, it's not, they're not even going to be here because I couldn't fit them in. Uh, and then we'll go over the comic movie or show of the week, which is just going to be uh, a, a single comic book movie or show that we've decided to talk about. And we just go over uh, why it's relevant, like what we liked about it, kind of that kind of that kind of stuff. Um and then we'll have a question of the day, which will be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it. And but then also it will be kind of towards the the audience, uh, people you watching, or sorry, listening to this right now, where you can answer. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, like tweet it out, and maybe that can bring traction to the podcast. But got <laughs> to start small. But uh, anyway, so um, today I only have one uh, extra. Uh, host uh, extra member on on today we were going to originally have another one but uh, they could a pretty good it. one yeah so yeah um introducing elliot uh doobie to the uh to, to the superiority podcast hello hello hey yes i'm elliot doobie do follow me on twitter it's like five percent marvel and 95 percent waluigi but that five percent you know you'll have some you'll find some pretty good takes i say well, yeah. I mean, Waluigi is technically canon to the MCU anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. It's like uh, another. Vo- I, I'm pretty sure he's another variant to Loki. Oh no! Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're basically the same character, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, then, should we get, should we get on with the, the new topics? Um, so, I think the first one I want to go over is one that's actually I don't know how old the I don't know how old it is. I think it might be. A bit, a bit, a bit older than the week, but um, Variety actually reported on um, an Agatha Harkness Disney Plus show uh, due to the success of One Division, and then later, I think the day after, um, I saw, I think from Daniel RPK, he um, announced that there was going to be a, a Monica Rambo uh, show on Disney what? Plus as well. Yeah, Why? a Monica Rambo show. Uh, okay, we'll get into that later. And then also, I think he also reported on a, a Jai Ling uh, show with the Ten Rings uh, as a spin-off from Shang-Chi. Um, and all, these are all oh. Disney Plus shows. Um, and yeah, so, uh, well, I mean, we'll start with the Agatha Harkness one. Um, this one kind of spawned a lot of, I mean, a little bit of, con- like not controversy, but kind of discussion on Twitter because some people were like, oh no, is it is this too much? Is it, have we got too much going on? Like, do, do, is it was this necessary? And for me personally, I I don't agree because I I I don't think anything's unnecessary um, unless you know I mean unless we until we actually see it and if it just has nothing in it. But um, just, we'll just start with Agatha one. What do you think of the Agatha Harkness show? I mean, first uh, off, it was absolutely necessary. You know, I like. I'm pretty sure who did not like Agatha Harkness in that show. I mean, I, as far as I was aware, I thought it, I thought she was people's favorite character in that show. I mean, she certainly was mine. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she, she, I mean, that, I mean, that's why they've kind of got the show because a lot of people did like her. But you know, so the, the Twitter, uh, you got that minority of Twitter people that are very loud about it. So that's why. That well, was... you see, like that one, um, an MCU thing having a really good villain is like once in a blue moon. We gotta admit, they've never been the best, the, the best with the villains. You know, we, throughout most of the MCU movies, most of them kind of end up forgettable. You know, like you got Malekith. Uh, Yellow Jacket wasn't all that great, you know. Uh, I mean, they, they weren't like really bad uh, antagonists. They were just like, you know, just okay. They did the job, or sometimes they were outright terrible, like Malekith again. <laughs> I don't, I don't know whose idea that one was. Uh, but yeah, so obviously they're going to capitalize on that and make a show out of her, which I am excited to see. I have no idea if it's going to like continue on from after One Division or if it's going to cover like Agatha's yeah. past. I mean, going um, sorry, going back to your topic that you said about the villains. I think that they're getting a bit better. Although, you know, later on we'll talk about one that's not better. But, you know, I think they've been well, getting better. they are better. getting better. We just yeah, got Agatha. Yeah, we just we should got Agatha. Catherine Hahn is a really good actress. Um, so I'm glad that she's getting her own show. But um, as you were saying with where it's going to be set, um, I, I I don't know. But um, I think that they, I think they, what they might be doing is... Is Agatha's obviously um, she's a witch, obviously, um, and so maybe they are gonna use it because I mean that Agatha has been in the MCU since like for a very long time, obviously, and we just haven't seen her um, until she came to uh, you know West. Is it Westview? Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, um, we haven't had enough of those in the MCU. Something no. that's been there the whole time, we just didn't know. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not an organization this time, so, but. Yeah, um, so you know, she's, I mean, she's from an organization since... of witches. Yeah, she's well, well that's just that's just a, that's just a stain in witch trials, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so so you know, we what we can do with that is we can introduce a lot of like the more magic, more supernatural characters in there because I mean, they've also got a uh, like a special, a Halloween special, uh, Werewolf by Night, which is a supernatural character as well. Uh, and Moon Knight is is a supernatural character as well. So I think they're really starting to introduce like a supernatural side to the MCU. And I think the Ag Agatha show could like, uh, it could introduce some of those other elements into that. Also, this is just on a personal bias, but it could also kind of set up a, a, a Scarlet Witch movie, maybe, you know, give, give Wanda her own leading role in a movie, even though she's going to be in Multiverse Mans, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd assume that more first madness would have more to do with Wonder than the Agatha show. That might the Agatha, the Agatha show might go off on its own uh, path. Oh no, yeah, it it will probably. I mean, that they're saying that it's going to be a dark comedy and it's going to be a mini series. So I think, uh, and and yeah, you know, dark comedy is a really weird weird thing because the thing is, Paris. You know the the film Parasite. I haven't seen it yet, but oh well, it's 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 described as a dark comedy. But when I think of it, I don't really think of dark comedy. So you know, this very it's very you know, the term dark comedy is is not very descriptive. We don't know how it's going to be, but I mean, Catherine Hahn's a great actress, and Agatha was a great character, and there's a lot of potential for like more like world building in the MCU. So I'm definitely she knocks out of the park. I was saying, especially because. I remember hearing that uh, before she did uh, One Division, she hadn't seen anything in the MCU. So this is the first she was seeing of the MCU, and she did it like uh, ten out of ten straight away. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, she she was definitely great. So um, I'm interested to to see that. 
Um, and then moving on to the Monica Rambeau show, which was, uh, which is, I don't know if it's confirmed because it was by a reliable source. But the thing is, this guy, Daniel RPK, he gets some of the trailers, right? But I've never seen him get like a thing that isn't a trailer date, right? So we'll have to see. But he I mean, says- this is the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, uh, it wasn't very public. I, I had just like one or two tweets on it. So I, I guess not many people are talking about it. But yeah, then apparently- reportedly making a Monica Rambeau show and I assume it spins off from the Marvels and technically WandaVision but I think mainly the Marvels and I think that this I think this makes sense because uh I think they're gonna establish her as instead of just Monica Rambeau she's gonna be like Photon slash um Spectrum which is you know she's had those two aliases in the comic books so it's really just a a gamble on which one they're going to choose. I mean, which I guess that... so So far, I don't know if I'm exactly sold on the character. It seems like a weird decision to make a movie based off of her. They must, they must be thinking that uh, whatever they're doing with her in the Marvels is going to make her like a big deal character, you know, like it's going to bring a lot of people into her uh, fan base. But I don't really see that many people like shouting for more to be done with Monica Rambeau. Yeah, I mean, I actually did hear that, uh, that apparently the Marvels is going to have like she's gonna she's gonna have a moment in there. Like she's gonna have a big moment that might make her a fan favorite. Um, but again, this is just rumors. But I mean, I think they are definitely saying her up. I, I actually like Tia, I like Tiana Paris as an actress. And I I mean I did I did like I I think that I mean it's kind of hard because the thing is she didn't really get much to do in I mean she did do but much in one division, but she didn't really didn't do much interesting stuff in one division. She was just there. So so, but but if they give her like an interesting, you know, if they give her something interesting to do in the Marvels, then it'll probably make her a more interesting character overall. Um, and I assume uh, because there are people that really uh, that currently really do like Monica Rambo at the moment. I mean, so. yeah, but I, I thought if anybody else from One Division was getting a a spin off, it would be like uh, White Vision. I have no idea what's going on with him. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's happening with White Vision. Um. <laughs> Man just kind you know, of flew off. May, you know, maybe this could be an indication for that Scarlet Witch movie. <laughs> I mean, you'd, you'd think Wanda would be looking for him first. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. I, I, I mean, but does she even know that he's actually been, uh, like, you know, does she even know that she, he's not evil anymore? Because he just kind of, she wasn't there when that happened. So I don't know if he, he actually, she actually knows. I mean, you'd assume Vision would have, like, her made-up Vision would have told her. You know, that sounds like an important detail yeah, but what, uh, she when, might want to know. When was that conversation, though? Like, <laughs> like if you think about the events of the finale, there wasn't really much time for, for her to do that. It was really. pretty damn important. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, but it's like the, the, this, like, the really sad moment, like, you know, who was I? And then, and then she's like, oh, before I tell you, though... Uh, what happened to White Vision? And then he's like, oh, but, you, oh, yeah. You, you think like, yeah. as he was disappearing, he's like, oh, by the like, way, uh, the real Vision has all his memories back. Just thought, let you know, bye. Bye. I was like, what? Well, that that would be like an alternate. That would be like a, a t- the TVA would remove that timeline because that, that would just, that wouldn't, that would just make a go after White Vision instead of my children. So, yeah. Um, I heard people saying that that he might be in the Armor Wars show, which is the uh, which is the the, the War Machine led uh, show, which is uh, I probably probably not for a few years because I've not heard anything about it since it was announced. 
I mean, so, the only thing I know about it is that Sonny Birch is going to be in it. If you remember who Sonny Birch was. Oh, no, I do remember Sonny Birch because people say I don't remember Sonny Birch. And so I remember him because people say they don't remember him. Um, but then I, mean, I remember him by his honest by his um, honest trailers title, Dumb Zemo. <laughs> Dumb Zemo. Um, anyway, so, I mean, the Monica show, I, I think I don't know if she has like a bunch of stories in the comic books. I don't really keep up with Monica Rambo in the comic books, but, uh, you know, I'm sure there's probably something there. Uh, maybe, maybe what they're doing is they're trying to set up. No, I, I was going to say set up as a new Captain Marvel. But, you know, the, the current Captain Marvels just got started, so that's not that's not what they're going to do. Um, but the the Jialing and Ten Rings show uh, is the third the third uh, the third show that was rumored, and that makes a lot of sense. I actually I actually thought that I definitely thought that was going to happen. Well, I mean, it's, it sounds a lot more like the Monica show. I mean, at least I know what the Jialing show will be about, but at the same time, it's like. Uh... They seem like very weird characters to be getting their own series, considering that they seem, uh, at least like, because with Shang-Chi as well, I remember most of the takes were just that she was one of the most forgettable members of the main cast in that show. She was just kind of really? there. Uh, I, yeah, I, she, she I, was just there. I, and, until until the twist at the end, where it turns out, oh, she's taken over the Ten Rings. Well, that's... well I, I, person, I personally disagree. I, I thought she, I mean, she wasn't like my favorite character, but I thought she was pretty cool. And, but the, the thing is, is that, I think that it made sense because um, at the end, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess, but I mean, it's been out for, for a while now. Uh, but at the end of Shang-Chi, obviously, Xiaoling takes over the Ten Rings and they say the Ten Rings will return. So obviously, to me, that kind of made sense as kind of that, that would like, because I mean, either it was a sequel bait thing or it was, or it was a, a show. And I think it was more likely a show just because of the fact that they, I don't know, that. I, the way the way the title card was, it just I don't know. To, to me, it well, it, it it strikes me as something like the Doctor Strange post credits thing. Like that seems uh, like sequel bait. Yeah. You know, like they might take yeah. a while to get to it. Like we still haven't had a resolution to that whole Mordo thing with the no more no more wizards and shit. Yeah, I but mean, there maybe, was, there maybe were... he'll be in the Agatha Harkness show. Who knows? I mean, there was no Mordo will return, so. Uh, but yeah, the the ten. Ri- I mean, I think the idea is that it's a ten ring show with with Jialing in the lead. But I think one interesting thing about Jialing is that you know she's played by I think it is it Meng Wah. Okay, I, I can't. I'm not going to say it because I feel like I'm. <laughs> but you know, she's, it's her first ever acting role in anything. Like she's never been in anything at all before this. That was her first acting role in anything. Shit, well, start, start, starting in the MCU is pretty pretty good gig. Exactly. So her leading her own show is it's pretty good for her actually. She just she just just debuted her acting career with a really a leading role in a show. So there's a lot of potential for a uh, for that show. Um, I saw, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know specifically what they'll do, but like I'm sure I'm sure they'll, they'll get it right. Um, I w- if she like incorporates the the fighting like the fighting tournament into her ten rings, you could have like a bunch of MCU cameos. Where they just have like a full on like like full on like tournament arc kind of show. Could you imagine like a tournament arc? They're gonna turn it into a tournament arc anime thing. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, a live action tournament arc would be would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about those three. I I'm excited for the I'm excited for the Agatha one. I'm excited for the Jialing one, and I'm interested in the Monica one. But I need to hear more about it because I don't really know what they do. <laughs> With that one, so yeah. Um, so any any last thoughts on those before I move on to the next one? 
Uh, not, not really. Okay. Uh, so uh, the second bit of news, but keeping on with the Marvel uh, thing, theme, I think another thing that I think you'll care about uh, is Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, now, originally, when this was announced, I, I mean, when I saw the, the rumor, I was a bit kind of like, I didn't know what to think because it's just kind of one of those one of those actors I, I didn't think would be like Adam Warlock at all. Like he just, yeah, I still, I, you know, looking at him, especially in uh, some of his, like we're in the, like we are the Millers uh, specifically, like you can't imagine that guy as like uh, Adam Warlock as, you know, Adam Warlock is supposed to be like curated as like the perfect human being. And then you got like the weird eyebrows guy. But, um, you know, with, with time, time to think about it, I think that, I think that, you know, he's actually a really good actor and i think that if he just gets buffed up a bit which he will because it's a marvel film uh and the marvel actors always do i think that he'll be able to be, be able to to portray adam warlock in a, in a really good way um because he he can because i've seen from some of his movies that he can he can kind of act kind of quite intimidating uh which sounds a bit weird based on this picture but you know, well, I've he, only he, seen him on. I've only seen him in Maze Runner, which he was intimidating in that. So, you yeah. know, it, it works. He has like, all you know, his eyebrows are almost like they look a bit goofy. But when when they're used in like, I mean, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course, yeah. it's going to be goofy. Yeah. Um. Although I do hope that they make Adam Warlock. You know, I hope they don't just make him a joke. I mean, I don't mind him. You know, being a bit more silly than he would be. But like, I hope I hope they make him. Because I don't know if they're... I think they might be making him the villain for the movie until the end when he joins them. Because I think in the comics, that's what he does. He just kind of fights them because he got you know made to do that. And then he just kind of joins them. Um, but what's interesting about Adam Warlock in the comics is that he's actually... He actually has the, the Soul Stone. Like, he, he's made with the Soul Stone. And he is... He wields the Infinity Gauntlet and kills Thanos. So obviously that's not going to be in the MCU because we've already got past that. Might stage. be in a what if episode. Yeah, maybe because they're doing multiple seasons of that. That yeah, I mean, there seems seem to a lot of like uh, showing who else could have been Thanos pretty easily in what if. Like for, for yeah. first we found out that like T'Challa could have literally just talked him out of it, and uh, if 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 um, uh, Ultron got one Infinity Stone, he could have one shotted Thanos easily. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so. So I'm interested to see what they do with Animal. I mean, I, I trust James Gunn just because he's, you know, for me, he's he, he all his comic book movies that he's made have been like top tier, like uh, Guardian Galaxy one and two, and, and the, the Suicide Squad. I really like that. That's my favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, what what do you think? What do you? What's your overall thoughts on the casting, like in general? Well, there's not really much I can say about it uh, for. Adam Warlock, because uh, well, I I don't I'm not a big comic guy, so I was never too concerned who was playing Adam Warlock. I mean, I quite um, well remember when this post credit scene came up back in 2017. Like nobody knew what that was at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Two. There'd be like one guy in every other uh, every other theater who'd be like, "Yeah, Adam Warlock," and everyone still was thinking, "Who?" Ooh. So, um, <laughs> so I was yeah. I was never too concerned who was playing him. And he's being played by an actor I've seen before. He did a good job. 
I'm going to see how this plays out. You know, I've, I've never been really been one to be concerned too much over find out, find out who's playing who, because yeah. I've got nothing to reference. Honestly, I do think, though, that when people judge castings, I think it's really, I know, it's a bit stupid um, because, you know, people people did judge Heath Ledger as Joker, like the Joker for The Dark Knight when that was cast because he was, seen, he was seen as, like, um, I think he was in, like, Brokeback Mountain or something, but, like, he was seen as, like, a almost like a rom-com guy. So it's like, oh, how can this guy that, that's been known for, like, you know, rom-coms be the Joker. But um, obviously, as soon as that released, you know, everyone just like, you know, everyone forgot that because he was like, you know, he was regarded as like, the best Joker. So, uh, and then, so, you know, this, this always happens. So I, I don't really judge the castings too much beforehand. But when I initially saw the, the, the news, I, I, it took me like a few seconds. Like I, I had to take a, t- take a double take before I was like, okay, you know what, that actually that would work. Um, so yeah, uh, Skyrim Galaxy Volume 3 finally actually getting some news because, you know, I feel like it's one of those movies that we, we obviously we've known it's been happening officially for a while. We obviously, I mean, it was obviously a given, but like it was officially announced for like 2020 to be like the first phase four film. But, uh, you know, it just, you know, it, it ended up being delayed so much. And so. Yeah, coming out 2023, and we've finally got some news on Adam Warlock, uh, some new casting. So as exciting. It's gonna it's gonna be starting filming, I think starting like production in like November this year, so next month. So quite soon actually. We're gonna see probably gonna see some set photos of uh of of Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. And I feel like people are gonna see it and they'll be like, oh my god, he's perfect, kind of thing. Uh, or no, actually more likely they'll be like, oh my god. He looks so bad. Like, oh, people complain about that. Like, I've seen like a bunch of tweets and they're just like, oh, the MCU really missed with his casting. I'm like, how do you know? You haven't seen the film yet. So it's just, yeah. But that's, that's, uh, it's great. That's a great. It's like what I said with the Mario movie. Let, let, let's see this play out. Let's just see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. Although oh, I think this is probably more of a, more of a logical casting <laughs> but but I, I either way i like both casting news is, um that's not even a word okay so the next okay w- w- next bit of news uh we're gonna move on to uh we're gonna ch- we're gonna change the brand here um so dc fandom happened yesterday and um it was four hours long and i watched a lot of it. I watched two hours of it and like and I, I stopped watching it because it was like literally four hours and like there was there was barely anything uh of, of interest. It was like you know, I'm not saying this is like oh I did, I wasn't interested. Like there was a bunch of just like C you know CW, like the CW shows, like the Flash and like Supergirl. And there was just like these sections of like uh you know, people talking, like the people, the actors talking to each other and like, laughing and we're supposed to be like laughing with them and stuff. But I was just like, I was phasing out. I couldn't tell what was going on. But beyond all of that, beyond all the 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 overdrawn, unnecessary four hour duration of the event, there it was were, four hours. It, yeah, it was four hours long. And there was like probably like half an hour of interesting content. They could have easily cut it down, but they, I guess they, they, they wanted to have every DC thing ever 
in it. So it's like most T3 conferences. Uh, yeah, but the difference is that E3 tends to... I mean, no, actually, no, that's, that's a good comparison. Yeah, th- this year's E3 would probably be like that. <laughs> but, oh, God, don't but, remind me. But among, among the shits... Oh, should I be swearing on the podcast? I don't know. But among that, uh, there was some interesting, notable stuff. Uh, for example, it started it started off with uh, a sneak peek at Black Adam. Um, and I, I don't expect, Elliot, that you know who Black Adam is. Um, but yeah, that's yet another Adam. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Black Adam is a is a comic character. Obviously, uh, the the uh, nemesis, the the main villain of Shazam or Captain Marvel. But you know, they they change it to Shazam. Um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, and you know, it and I think this movie specifically, the Black Adam movie, has been in the has been like a thing that they've been thinking about since like two thousand like eight. Like two thousand, I'm not even kidding. They've ge- they've genuinely been thinking about this movie since like two thousand six or something, like around that kind of time. And so yeah, it's been a very very long time, and it's finally coming out. So that's I guess that's a big deal because of that. Uh, so the, the Rock has has been cast in the role of Black Adam since I think I don't know when the specific date was, but I think it might have been in two thousand eight. So, um, so I bet I bet uh, the Rock is going to do a very good performance of playing the Rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like most of his roles. But, but you know, I, I think this will go well. So, so the plan for this, I, I guess, is to have a a a, a Black Adam. And then eventually in like a, a Shazam 3 or something, I, I don't know, they're going to have like him cross over to be like the villain. Um, but but this movie specifically, we saw we saw a little bit of, sorry, a little clip of it. And it was just kind of, uh, kind of just them going into like a rune and like the, basically the rock as Black Adam uh, basically just incinerates this man with like, electricity uh and then we see like a kind of just like his lightning bolt kind of costume a light up and yes that's the end of the trailer really um you know it was just a small teaser i mean it looks cool i mean it didn't i mean it didn't really like increase my interest for the movie or anything you know i'm still as interested as i was before but it looks it looks like i I assume it's probably going to be a a good movie uh, I, ju- I just I, I feel like it, it's going to be an enjoyable movie uh, because I think one interesting thing about um, one thing about Black Adam is that they, they've got the uh, I think the um, they've got like a, a group of uh, I think the Justice Society of America uh, and that you don't, you don't know them either but that includes like characters like Dr. Faye, um, Hawkman Hawkgirl and those and you've got Pierce Brosnan playing uh, Dr. Fate, which obviously Pierce Brosnan is, uh, was James Bond. So that's, that's quite... Yeah, okay, a... I don't know half of these characters. That's where my, yeah. my, my, my knowledge is mainly on the Marvel. That should yeah. be established for yeah. podcasts going forward. Yeah. I'm all, no. I'm all on the Marvel. <laughs> on the Not Marvel, even like but... Marvel in general, just MCU. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, those, those characters, they're, they're pretty, I think they're pretty popular characters among DC fans. And so, and I think it's quite interesting. You got Pierce Brosnan there, um, and so yeah, the the trip, the teaser trailer. There's not really much else to say. It was it was a nice little teaser. 
it was it was a decent opening. I mean, we kind of knew going in. Uh, I find it funny how The Rock was kind of like he kept on hyping up, was like this is going to change the hierarchy of the DC universe going forward. I'm like, but that wasn't really a hierarchy because they haven't got like a coherent universe yet. So, but. <laughs> But, you know, uh, he was hyping up how powerful Black Adam is, so he better be very, very powerful. But we saw him eviscerate a person with, with just just his powers. So that's, I guess, the, the power scale here. Um, and then as we went on, uh, I'm trying to think, the, the next big notable thing of the, of the, uh, of the presentation uh, was the, the Flash um got a uh, small teaser um and i think it's quite interesting because the way that they kind of introduced it was kind of they were like oh you know here's the flash um but we don't have anything to show and then as soon as they said we don't have anything to show they they showed a teaser so i was just kind of confused why they why they clarified they didn't have anything to show but then they ended up showing something um but in that teaser there was uh you know shots of uh, the flash himself uh, and I think the main the main thing about that that trailer was the the the, the back of uh, Michael Keaton's um, bat cowl and his, and uh, also his his Batmobile. Um, I'm quite I'm quite I'm quite confused why they didn't really show his face or anything because uh, it's just it seems like we we all know that it's, he's in it and. They confirmed he was in it, but they didn't show his face in it for some reason. So that's a bit weird. Uh, but I mean, overall, it's, it's, a, it's a decent teaser. It didn't really show anything we didn't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, st I still stand by the fact that I don't really think the Flash being a, a Flashpoint movie, like a multiverse movie, really makes much sense. Since this is the first Flash movie, like the first solo Flash movie, and they're just instantly jumping to a, like a big multiverse event. When they haven't got had like his like a solo adventure yet, it just seems a bit seems a bit odd that they just jumped to that straight away. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that the, uh, and then I mean there was some other small stuff like there was we saw a uh, we saw the costume for uh, Blue Beetle, which you you wouldn't know, but uh, that's an upcoming HBO Max movie. Uh, and there was, uh, you know, Titans got like a renewed for another season. I, I don't, I think the Twitter doesn't really like that show at the moment, but it got renewed. Um, but the the next the, the the next main thing, the, the the main the main topic of of this of the event, which everyone was you know watching it for, was uh, the the Batman trailer, um, and. They they made they made everyone wait four hours in this like really really long boring filler event just to get to this one trailer, um, and yeah it was the it was definitely the main event of the show, um, and yeah it was it's just a really really good trailer, uh, so um, so you got you got the opportunity to watch the the trailer what did you think of it, the Batman trailer well. Yeah, just like the first one, I was enjoying what I was seeing, although like in uh, the other Batman movies, it is very dark, and not, not dark in a figurative sense, I mean literally, it was dark, I could barely see shit, and I'm trying to figure out who I was seeing on the screen other than Batman, you know, I think I noticed Commissioner Gordon in there, and I couldn't make out who the Riddler was, but I could see a little uh, 
question mark in the coffee. So I thought, okay, the riddle is in this. And that's basically as far as how yeah. I got with um, who the characters were. Oh, yeah, I just remembered Andy, Andy Circus as um, Alfred. That, that's an interesting choice, I will say, because, you know, it's definitely, he doesn't, like, you know, on the forefront, he doesn't look much like an Alfred, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But as, I can, as you can imagine, I think he'll uh, add his own spin on the character. It's not going to be just like the one we saw, but I'm not expecting it to. But because yeah. it's, it's an interesting choice to play Alfred. I mean, I, I, it almost seems like they just thought British actor, he'll play Alfred. <laughs> I, I think well, it's, yeah, it's, I it's mean, the thing, the thing with Alfred is that in, who's obviously Ma- Michael Caine's version of him in the Nolan trilogy was quite, quite popular. He's quite old in that. Uh, so it's quite interesting to see them them take the character and make him a little bit younger. Um, I'm sure I'm sure that Andy Circus will be able to pull that off. So as you said, yeah, the uh, the trailer has quite a, a dark tone to it, but also a, you know a dark visual style to it. Uh, how everything feels like it's in the shadows. Um, but man, the cinematography it, it is just really, really. Oh, it's just really. I don't know how to, I can't put it into words, but it's just one of the most visually striking like comic book movies, I think, based on the trailer alone that I've seen. Um, but I think, you know, as a character, Batman is in the shadows. So it makes sense that his, obviously his movie would be very dark. Um, but one thing that I really like about the trailer was that it kind of, dub- it kind of doubles down on this, this kind of almost like this comic book, like, style to it in that the Nolan trilogy was was very good it was it was very real though like they Nolan kind of took the Batman character and kind of adapted it into like a real kind of grounded kind of setting and um but the thing is he took out a lot of elements of the character to make it real whereas um the Batman has you know has more that comic bookness to it it kind of takes the comic bookness and embraces it. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, so the, you know the visual style was very comic book esque. With the with the, you know the, there was like a scene um, at near the end where with the pe- the penguin kind of uh, in the car chase and Batman kind of like drives outside of an explosion like that makes no sense. That would not be in the Nolan trilogy, but it looks great in here. Um, but one thing I'm really excited about with it is that it's kind of it's kind of tapping in on that kind of detective kind of noir thriller kind of aspect um of the comic books that have they've never really been in the movies like you got the batman tim burton ones um and the nolan ones they don't they don't really touch on the fact that he's supposed to be the greatest detective like he his character is a, is a detective and he's like really good at investigating and figuring out murders and stuff so you have uh, the Riddler, obviously, uh, who, you know, is, you know, this kind of almost kind of jigsaw kind of character. Kind of, he, just, he just manipulates people and, like, you know, he makes riddles, obviously, trying, and, you know, it's just that kind of, it's almost like a, have you seen, like, David Fincher's movies, like, kind of Seven kind of vibe there? I, and, you know, David Fincher's my favourite director so that and so he makes those crime thrillers really great and so if this kind of if this movie is trying to be almost like a, a David Fincher kind of Batman movie then you know I'm really on board with that because you know that's, that's that's exactly my style 
So I think that 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 part of the the trailer looks really good. Um, but I also really like a lot of the 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 action in the trailer. Um, and you know, I liked because um, you had obviously they have Catwoman in there, uh, Selena, Selena Kyle, and I think she looks really great in this too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not there's really not much to say against the trailer. It was it was it was perfect for what it for what it was what it wanted to be. Um, although, I mean, I personally think I actually might prefer the the teaser a little bit, the first trailer. Um, this one shows more, but that first one, I felt like it. I watch it and it, give, it gives me a lot of chills. And obviously, I'm not saying that this trailer's bad. I'm just saying that the first trailer kind of it kind of gives me chills still to this day when I watch it. But I think it's just really interesting. This, um, this movie is obviously coming out in March 2022, the start of March. Um, and Multiverse of Madness comes out at the end of March next year. So we're going to have the Batman and Multiverse of Madness in March 2022. It's going to be very interesting to see both of those. I think they're both going to be great. But uh, yeah. I mean, there's not really much else to say about the, the trailer, really, because, I mean, it's just, it's a great trailer. Everyone agrees that it's a great trailer. Uh, we, all, we all think it's going to be a great movie. I'm just um, glad I've seen another Batman movie, like a proper Batman movie since, like, the Dark Knight trilogy. Well, you're going you're gonna to press so many people with that well, one. <laughs> what was, really? Well, I, I thought there hasn't been, like, a proper, like, there's been Batman versus Superman, there's been Justice League, there's been all those... A Suicide yeah. Squad and Harley Quinn spin-offs and like, eh. but yep, no, yeah, no, no, I, I understand that, but um, yeah, you got those Snyder fans which are very, very sensitive about that. They really, I mean, those aren't Batman movies. Those are just like general DC and Justice League movies. I want to make like just straight up Batman movie. You know, one interesting thing about the Batman is that they are kind of them. They're adapting it based on a comic run called Year Two, which is kind of um, basically Batman's been a thing for like a year and so he's quite new to it but he's also far enough in it that people know him so people know him he's already had his um he's already had his origin so we don't need to see that but he's not he's not fully experienced so he's that kind of middle ground which is also quite interesting because i i actually find that more 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 you know kind of interesting for a movie that you know, he's been established. We don't have to go over the same origin story. We don't, we don't need to see his parents die again. Um, we don't need to see him fighting in, like, you know, kind of Malaysia, kind of, kind of you know, <laughs> training and stuff. We, yeah, we I guess just, just like a, it's a film for a new generation. We ain't got time for backstory. It's probably now, why the MCU Spider-Man, we still haven't had, like, his the MCU Spider-Man backstory. No, we, we don't need had, it. We don't need he's it. Already, we know who Spider-Man is. We know how yeah. Spider-Man came to be. No, he's not going to mention Uncle Ben until, like, a one-off moment in the you know, ultimate universe i just realized how the similarity between the batman and homecoming like in that that they both have us i mean that, that's going to piss off a lot of people but no i mean as in like the the, the time period it's set where it's like they, they they are the hero um and and they've been established but then they're not fully established yet so although unlike uh, unlike homecoming i guess that it's not um in, in this movie, Batman is not kind of riding off another uh, superhero. Like, <laughs> yeah. Against, like, you know... Superman doesn't pop up and tell Batman what to do. Like, Homecoming, it's like Spider-Man's very attached to Iron Man and, like, what he's up to and whatnot, but Batman ain't got ain't need nobody. It's just it's just going to be Batman by himself. and Batman characters. Um, Robert Pattinson in the role, Bruce Wayne, Batman. Um, 
I remember when this was announced, and we're going back to the casting thing earlier with Will Poulter. Yeah, everyone, a lot of people were very, very like pissed off with the the casting of, of Robert Pattinson because they're like, oh, he's you know Twilight, you know he's from Twilight. How can he be Batman? But you know, honestly, I think a lot of people they haven't seen his move like his movies since Twilight. He kind of went under the radar. Kind of he just went and made a bunch of indie films, like smaller films, and then. He came up with like you know in a, in a Nolan movie he's like now Batman and stuff, um, but like I I watched a few of his movies and he's just he's really really good like he's an incredible actor I think a lot of people kind of just see him as oh he was he was bad in Twilight he was Twilight guy so he's bad but no no he's he's a great actor so and you know he looks like he's gonna be great here um, I heard that that they're gonna they're gonna make Batman almost like almost kill somebody but don't like that they don't he doesn't do it and uh the reason i know this is because um on my timeline i saw a bunch of Snyder fans going oh my god look at that robert pattinson's batman kills guess what you know now it means ben affleck can be a murderer and it's okay with the characters so <laughs> but uh, i won't get too much into that because i want to really get i don't want to get into arguments on twitter about it so um yeah the but the batman that sounds fun the Batman trailer, I mean, everyone agrees it looks great. So, I mean, there's not really much to say about it. But <laughs> other than that, it was the main event of the DC fandom. Definitely worth the wait. Really, that yeah, I think everyone was most... Like, when going into DC fandom, everyone was like, yeah, we'll watch the Batman trailer. So, um, And uh, the, the, final, the final main topic, the final news topic of the day um, is the is in, a, I forget which magazine it was. I think it was, I think it might have been Empire or, or Entertainment Weekly. They uh, interviewed Tom Holland about No Way Home and then there was a couple stills released, um, which don't really don't really give much away. It's just like, it's just one of those stills where they're from the trailer basically, but the uh, and Tom Holland was like, he was kind of asked about the future of the franchise and he was like, he kind of responded saying how like No Way Home's kind of almost the end of the franchise. Um, I think a lot of people took it out of context because I think what he he meant was kind of like, what he actually said was he kind of said that, that the No Way at Home is like the end of the trilogy, the Homecoming trilogy, and going forward, it's going to be very different and he's going to be working on like a different version of that kind of, series so to me that kind of implies that that the next because there's been a rumored um hope like a, a college trilogy set in college and i think that implies that the next trilogy is going to be quite a look the next trilogy is going to be a lot darker than 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 this one and you know obviously it's not going to be like it's going to get back. dark with the uh, <laughs> student loans and deadlines <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is that's Spider-Man fans want that though. They're like, yes, give him crippling depression. That's, that's... <laughs> no, they literally do. They literally do. That's why they don't like this Spider-Man. They don't like him because he's not crippling with depression and he doesn't have to pay off. They his don't debts. want Spider-Man. They want a sadder man. It's just really sad. Well, and Spider-Man to them is is basically a representation of real life. So I mean, I can kind of see that. But uh, so yeah, I, I assume the next trilogy is going to go a bit darker but not not the batman darker but almost like more mature it's kind of hard to say because you know it's kind of hard to say but a lot of people have taken this interview out of context and, and it's not their fault because 
IGN posted like No Way Home said to be the end of the franchise. And I'm like, IGN, please, <laughs> please, IGN. You're just you're just setting I feel like these people they, they, they make these articles specifically to get I mean actually that is what they do to get clicks. They want the clicks. Yeah, we've already had a scare with like like a legitimate scare of like Spider-Man being uh, dropped from the MCU, mm-hmm. like after that thing that happened with Sony nice. after Far From Home. I remember that. I remember that I was there for like, the entire time. I remember it was like the most important thing in my life at the time. You know, when life was a lot simpler, that, that, <laughs> that Spider-Man being out of the MCU was like the main focus of my life. I was like on Reddit. I was like, yeah, you know, they can figure out a deal. Uh, I so they, they, they can't just do this. They can't, they can't do this to me. <laughs> I, was, I was looking on Reddit, seeing like ways that they can figure out a deal. I was like, like, they can't just like tease that we're going to have like um, Spider-Man's identity being revealed and then just like boot him out of the MCU right after that. Like, you can't oh, do that. that. Terrible. And then just like time. putting him in the ven- just putting him in Venom and leaving it at that. God. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've heard a lot of people saying that um, I mean, this is kind of a spoiler for Venom 2 because that came out in the UK now. So, I mean, if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it and you don't know about the post credit scene, I haven't seen the movie, but I know the post credit I haven't scene. seen either of them. The, the, the movies or the post credit scene? The, the movies. I didn't know the first oh, oh. one had a um, post credit scene. No. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, that, so spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that, you should probably... I, I know, turn off your ears. I, turn off your ear. You know, you know what I mean. Just like kind of cover your ears. Um, but basically, yeah, uh, Venom kind of just got transported into the universe of uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker, um, which then means that the the uh, the so Venom's going to be MCU now. But uh, but the first movie wasn't MCU, but the second movie is MCU. So it's kind of. So huh? it's kind I mean, of... doesn't, the, doesn't the second doesn't the second movie being in the MCU retroactively make the first one in the MCU? Well, well I don't know because apparently because because now they trans in this one they transported to the MCU. So well, yeah, like the MCU is now like not just a universe; it's a multiverse. Mo- so essentially, yeah. like the yeah. Sony verse is in the MCU yeah, universe. It, it, so, it is know. still it is still yeah it is still MCU. But this is a, I'm talking like main MCU, like main timeline MCU. It's gonna um, get harder and harder to explain to people like yeah. what films you need to <laughs> yeah. watch in what order. Like, I'm movie, already like yeah. doing a doing a marathon of these, and I'm thinking, okay, well, when should I start watching the the Venom movies in this? Because that's to be relevant now. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's getting a bit confusing like that. But I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna make it that any like Sony movie going forward is gonna be. Of like, they're not, they're not oh, no, I don't go... care if they make Sony movies in the MCU. I'm concerned if they make the X Men movies part of the MCU. Like, please don't. That, I, know, I, mean, I don't want to not... watch all of those. I'm not going to. Um, I believe that the the, the X Men, the Fox X Men, are gonna. There might be cameos in the multiverse, like kind of movies. But um, then, but the the I think they're gonna be recasting for the actual main timeline mutants. Which I I if they don't, I'll be really annoyed. Because I just I don't think they should I don't think they should just they should just like keep the old actors. I mean I like them, but like you know you want you want to start fresh. So and also I want Ralph Fiennes as Professor X, like Charles Xavier, Ralph Fiennes. Uh, you know it, it's perfect for, for me at least. It's it's a perfect casting. Uh, but anyway, that's off topic here. But uh, yeah, so th- this this interview it it only really implies that the next. Um, the tr- next trilogy is going to be a lot darker. Oh yeah, I just remember what my tangent started with about the fact that the 
the post credit scene kind of implied that 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 a venom sound in the MCU. Um, so some people were saying that by the end of No Way Home, that maybe Peter Parker from the MCU will be transported back to the Venom universe, and then they'll just kind of like not have him in the MCU. And so what now? I I know it, people have been saying this, and I I mean I say people, I say like one or two people, and I just I really, I disagree with that personally. I, I don't think that's what's what's going to happen. But if it does, I know. Imagine if like they find the solution to like. Spider-Man having his identity revealed is like sending him to a universe where his identity isn't revealed. Oh god, that would be terrible. I'm sorry, that would be awful. That'd that would be, be awful. Thing. I'm worried oh. that the thing they're doing that they, they oh, can't no. do that. I think it might as well though. <laughs> yeah, because like because like it's called No Way Home. What if these literally should be leaving the, the universe? Oh my god. No. That'd be so annoying. Don't do that. <sighs> okay, we figured it out, guys. Oh no, this is oh no. Uh, you heard it is... here, folks. This is why I'm more excited for Eternals. Anyway, moving on. Oh, no, no, we're not get doing that. I see what you're trying to do. Not okay, do that. we'll talk about Eternals more in a few weeks anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's all the, the news topics for, for today. That was a lot of news. Uh, and there was more. There was, like a, there was a new teaser for Hawkeye, but it didn't really show too much outside of the fact that the, the wife is coming back, which, I mean, everyone knew that, basically. Who? So, you know, you know Hawkeye's wife. She wasn't confirmed for it, but Who now she cares about Hawkeye's wife. Well, people that like Hawkeye, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of, I mean, that's a really good transition there, Elliot. Uh, uh, speaking of Hawkeye, um, somebody that is related, not related naturally, but you know, related to Hawkeye, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be highlighting the comic book movie slash show of the week. And the start to start this trend, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, the movie that came out in I think was it was it July yeah July 9th. Um, and uh, recently, I think last week, uh, it came on Disney Plus for free, not not like paid like it was before. And so to start this off, I just thought we'll just go with a, a newer comic book movie. Uh, that just came out, just came out. That is able, you know, available to watch easily, um, and it's and it's fresh in in our minds, really. I mean, it's it's only came out a few months ago, um, so so yeah, uh, so yeah. Black Black Widow is kind of like a film that was. I feel like it was a very long time in the making, but uh, not in the making. Sorry, in, in like in terms of the concept of it, like people. I I think that Kevin Feige wanted to make a Black Widow movie for like since you know the start but um I don't know if you know this but there was like a I think one of the people working at Disney Ike Palmutter kind of he was a little bit sexist and racist you know a little bit so he kind of prevented them from being able to to do like Black Panther or like Black Widow or like um uh you know Captain Marvel and so now they now Ike Ike Palmutter has been off for a while now so uh, they were able to do a Black Widow movie, uh, but I when mean, they okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird. That's uh, I would have thought if anybody was going to be like the first female-led superhero movie, it would be Black Widow. You know, it just seems to make most sense, especially because it's like that it it happens like right after Civil War, so you'd think they could have released it like soon after they released Civil War, but nothing. They, they waited until like uh, 
couple years after Endgame. After she died. <laughs> after she died to give her a solo movie. And then you realize it wasn't really to give her a final send-off, I feel, more so to in- introduce all her friends who are going to be coming back in later movies. Yeah. Um, it is kind of odd the way that they released it um, in that sense, because, yeah, I mean, as you said, it could have just been between where it was supposed to be. The funny thing about it, though, they're saying like, oh, so in the, the marketing, they were like, oh, this is you know set between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. And it's going to like show you a side of, of Natasha Romanoff that, that you hadn't seen before. Uh, but it, it doesn't really... <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't see the character. I didn't see any different sides to the character that I wasn't already seeing. I was just seeing that, like, oh, she has, you know, she has a past. We're seeing a little bit more of the people that we used to be associated with her. All right. Um, so, but even even then, <laughs> a lot of stuff about her, a lot of stuff about her past is a bit like, uh, uh, you know, obscure. Like we might end up finding it out more in the Hawkeye show because, like, she's yeah. got massive ties to Hawkeye, and yeah. apparently, I think Yelena is going to be coming back in that show. Probably only for like. A- like a couple episodes, to be honest. Um, yeah, I haven't seen her anywhere in the trailer, so either they're like doing a really good job of hiding her appearance, or she's not going to have that big of a role. Yeah, um, but anyway, back to the movie. Um, so we'll go over the movie itself. So it's uh, so it's basically set, obviously, in between Civil War and Infinity War, as, as Natasha Romanoff is obviously on the run, as well as um, all the other cap, Team Cap members were. Um, and you know, she's kind of living, you know, kind of remotely in with like a, a fake I, false identity, Fanny, Fanny Longbottom, which is funny. Um, <laughs> in like, I think, was it Norway? I think it might have been Norway. Um, and basically, uh, she she gets attacked by the Taskmaster, which she doesn't know who that is, but um, like a mysterious kind of villain. Um, and I actually like that. That, that's, that fight scene was probably the best taskmaster scene so in the movie but um and basically you know taskmaster isn't after her um taskmaster is actually after these vials that 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 she got given um in like a delivery uh, and like a parcel and she isn't actually she hadn't actually opened them up so she wasn't aware but she gets she managed to take them before you know before taskmaster does and she reconnects with her sister her, I mean, not 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 biological, but her, but her kind of, you know, they're basically sisters because um, the her adoptive family. Let's just put it that. Yeah, because they're they're supposed to be kind of like undercover. Well, I mean, not them, but kind of they were un they were undercover kind of her Russian, fake family. Yeah, undercover Russian uh, family set to live in Ohio, and um, Yelena, which is the sister, she wasn't aware of it, so. Um, but you know, at the start, we see that they had to, they had to, they had to uh, stop that um, quite, you know, quite early in their lives, and you know, keep them on the widow program. Um, and so, obviously, these vials are associated to the Red Room, which is um, where, which is where we, we know that we know that where that's uh, Natasha Romanoff. Kind of, she got her widow name because. Um, you know, she was one of many women who were kind of, you know, taking advantage of and kind of trained to be the assassins against their will, um, you know, for a while. And we've known this since like Age of Ultron, uh, because that, there was like a flashback in that movie that kind of showed the Red Room. And so, I mean, I don't, they obviously did that 
maybe Joss Whedon was kind of anticipating a Black Widow movie afterwards. I don't know. I mean, they were they were kind of showing a vision for every character, so that makes sense. Um, but anyway, uh, so basically, Yana uh, Belova, played by Florence Pugh and Scott and not Scarlett Johansson, sorry, um, but Black Black Widow, they, they kind of they reunite and they go to to break out. Um, Alexi out of um, prison because he's in he's in a, I think I forget where it is but like a snow we're just going over the whole plot of Black Widow yeah, here yeah yeah <laughs> I thought we were uh, just gonna say what we thought about it yeah we are, we are but I'm just going over briefly but um we go so we go to like a prison and they you know they break him out um then they obviously they go to see their the adopted mother Melina and then uh. They are captured uh, by the Red Room. And so we have the final act being kind of, we see Dracovs, which is the, the person in charge uh, of the Red Room's kind of plan to kind of uh, world domination with women because women are useless, according to him. So that was quite funny. Okay. Um, but <laughs> he's like, yeah, we've got too many women. So you know, I just find it very funny that uh, at the end of uh, Shang-Chi, uh, Charling makes the ten rings like more gender diverse, you know, gender equal. But uh, at the end of the Black Widows, no, they they're not going to become more gender diverse. They're just going to disband. You know, like, there, <laughs> yeah. no, there are no Black Widows now. There are no Black Widows. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so, death before um, gender equality. So, so Melina manages to accidentally uh, destroy the generator, um, and. Yeah, so the, the floating city, which is the bedroom, I didn't establish that earlier, but it's a floating city, uh, it falls down. Um, and so they're fighting while the debris is falling down and not being hit by the debris. Um, and they have a parachute right in time. And yeah, so that's the end of the movie. Um, one, one funny thing about the movie I th- found is that they're saying it's set, set between Infinity War, uh, so Civil War and Infinity War. Um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like that way because we kind of, we, we kind of, we don't really see, we, we, we don't actually see her, what she does with um, with uh, General Ross at the end. Like, um, like they have this like money shot, like that's been in every trailer of her looking over as the car's going around, but we don't actually see that. We don't actually see what she does there. That was like the main thing. Like, I thought that was like one of the main things between the, the events of, you know, Civil War and Infinity War that I would have wanted to see. But no, they, they just kind of skipped over that part. So, um, actually, we saw a deleted scene where that actually was there. So I, I don't know why they deleted that. But but yeah, okay, so that's the plot of the movie. Um, so yeah, going into that, uh, what are some things that you liked about Black Widow? Like, what kind of things do you like about the movie? Um, well, I think my favourite character in Black Widow was, um, let me think, it was either... <laughs> There's the cop again. Um, it was... I think I, I was going to say Yelena was my favorite character, but Alexi as well. Alexi was good. Yeah, um, but, I think those are definitely the standouts. Um, I think that Yelena might have been slightly my more my favorite. Um, I think that her character had a really good. I think her character had a really good character arc. She did. She was, I, th- I think. Uh, I think if she's going to be the new Black Widow, I am uh, welcoming that with open yeah. arms. Florence Pugh is a great actress. Um, She's a British actress as well. So, uh, <laughs> but uh-huh. no, she's she's uh, she's being cast in a lot of things. She's quite a popular hot actress right now. Um, so, so yeah, it's great that she was in this. I think she was de- she was definitely the highlight because 
a lot of her dialogue was really good. I thought she was like with the the whole kind of the poser joke that I thought that was genuinely funny. And you know the pockets and it was just she had, she had a lot of memorable moments. She was probably the most memorable part of the movie. Like I can remember just everything easily. about her. Yeah, and Alexi as well. Like it was almost her movie. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, but I. I I think that they made it that it was definitely Natasha's movie, but she she got like a highlight because she's going to be a big part of the future. Um, but Alexi, she, he was good as well. Um, I think the only I think the only reason I wouldn't put him above Diana is because I feel like his character arc kind of got cut off at the end. Like he was he couldn't shut up about like fighting Captain America, or you know supposedly fighting Captain America, and but we don't ever really get a resolution to that. We don't know if he's lying or if he's actually telling the truth and so i mean obviously you know i think i thought i saw somebody say that maybe at you know the fight between uh alexi and uh taskmaster at the end um i feel like i saw somebody say that they could have made that like him kind of just be captain america and that and so he's like oh i'm gonna rematch captain america like i want and so he and so he um maybe he beats him um and <clears throat> so yeah they could have resolved that arc a bit better but obviously he wasn't a main character. He was a main character, but he wasn't like the, the focus. So he was just a really charming character. Right? I hope that they do bring him back. Like maybe, can we get a Red Guardian show? Can we get a Red Guardian Disney Plus show? I would watch the hell out of that. I'm like putting on my favorite MCU shows. If we're getting an Agatha show and a Monica show and a Zha Ling show, why not get a Red Guardian show? You know, at this point. I'll say. <laughs> everyone, everyone just gets a show. Um, uh, and uh, and one of the things I like about the movie is the the first half. The first half of the movie I thought was had like a really good tone to it. Like it, you know, it kind of almost felt, you know, very kind of very dark for the MCU. Like you know, the the opening credits, which is something that doesn't really happen in many MCU movies, was like you had like a remix of like a Nirvana, and like we sh- we just saw these like. You know, you know, Yana and 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 Natasha kind of you know getting you know, human like human trafficking. We see that in the, the opening scene, and you know a lot of the, the the first half of the movie has like really grounded action, like the the first scene with uh, Taskmaster and 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 Black Widow fighting. That was that was quite grounded. That was like definitely the best part of that. You know, the best part of Taskmaster, and so I I, I really like that. Uh, that first half, I thought it, it was just really well done, but I think the I think the issue I have is the second half isn't as good, um, and I, I liked it at the time, but I, the more I think about it, the, the less I like it. I just I feel like um, it gets a bit too absurd, um, and obviously these movies are absurd in general. That's kind of like their thing, but yeah, I guess when like Black Widow is meant to be a bit more grounded in reality, but at the same time, I suppose. With the ridiculous stuff that happens in the MCU, it's hard to you got to suspend your disbelief for the yeah, movies yeah. to come. You know, I know, but it's just kind of funny to me how um, this is a grounded MCU movie, but the entire final fight is like taken in like the air. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it still um, falls under the MCU trap of just feeling like another MCU movie at the end of the day. Like, I don't yeah. see this movie sticking in my mind, especially when the, like the characters from it start appearing in bigger stuff. It's you just know, so like, funny. To, it's just so funny to me, though, how um, they they genuinely they genuinely thought, okay, how are we going to make it so she can't kill 
Draco, uh, you know, instantly. It's like, I know, let's, let's make it like, as a pheromonal lock. You know, I, I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Like, I thought that that scene where she just had to start bashing her head on the, on the table was oh, yeah, I mean, I think both, it, both funny and cathartic. It paid off. I think it did pay off. Like In the end, it made sense why they did that. And honestly, um, we'll get into ta- Taskmaster later, but I think Dracov, he wasn't the best villain. I, I thought that he was supposed to be very slimy and like hateable, and I thought he was very slimy and very hateable. And so like especially when... He was like punch. He was like just punching the, the shit out of Nat, and just like you could, you could, you could, you kind of like shiver with like just how slimy and horrible he is. But I, I just do find. I it mean, funny. that man is hitting the woman. I just find it funny how he's like, yes, there are too many women. The, 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 <laughs> to, we need to destroy other women. We need to weaponize them. It's like, it's like what? Mm. Goes off his rocker. He's, you know, he's, he's just like, he's, he's never, he's probably never had pussy in his entire life. He's just, he's, he had enough. He's like, <laughs> you know what? I can't get any. Let's just, let's use them as a weapon. Well, we, we, we say that, but he has a daughter. Oh yeah, he does have a daughter. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's good. <laughs> How does he get a daughter? Okay. You forget because since, since we mentioned Taskmaster earlier, she's a very forgettable mm. character in this. Yeah. Well, no, I think that I find, I find it funny. Um, Oh, I just realized that's why he takes advantage of his daughter because he doesn't. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So his daughter, Dracov's daughter, which I don't know what her name is. What's her name? I don't know her name. Her name's Taskmaster. No, no, her actual name. <laughs> that's her name remember. of Taskmaster. I can't remember what her actual name is. Oh, I no, don't Ant- think it was important. No, Antonia. I remember that because they were like the actual Taskmaster is called Anthony Masters. So like, haha, Antonia. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't um, think it's an important detail because it's just kind of a wasted character, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I'm not big on the comics, so I didn't know what to expect from Taskmaster, but it just definitely felt like it's well, no, another like this, face like faceless silent minion. Yeah, but the, who, this is this isn't the Taskmaster from the comics at all. The Taskmaster from the comics talks a lot. You know, he's he actually he actually learned the moves. He didn't just like robot. Them. Like, he doesn't just robot scan them. It's just like the whole, the whole detail about her like mimicking the Avengers moves. It's like it's a, it's a detail you can easily miss. Like it's yeah, but uh, they, don't, they don't really do anything with it though. That's, that's the thing. This you can it's a detail you can easily miss because they didn't do anything with it. Yeah. I think they they, they should they, what they should have done is they should have just made him. They should have made the Taskmaster the main villain instead of just being a grunt. And I mean the thing is, um, I I, I don't want to say her name because I, I I don't think I'll be able to. Is it like some Yuri Kurilenko? Um, I actually watched her in Quantum of Solace, the Bond, mo- Bond movie. She's like, she's she can act, so it's just like uh, they just kind of. I mean, what was the really problem with the actress? Was just problem no, with like it how they portrayed this character? They just didn't do anything. They kind of underserved <laughs> her character, um, and you know, it's just kind of it's, it was supposed to be a twist, but I don't think it worked because it was just kind of one of those things where like they, you took off the mask and like you you I guess you'd be yeah I guess if you pay attention you'll know. But like you t- see the face, and like everyone's like, "Who?" Like you made this really. Big I, mean, I think I remember when like taking the, off. I remember when off. like the air fortress was falling down. Um, then then like, I think the the characters forgot the taskmaster was still on board, which is funny because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the I'm pretty sure the audience also forgot the taskmaster was still on board. Yeah, she wasn't really leaving much for Mark. Yeah, no, she just I know. But the thing is, as soon as they were meant, they mentioned like. Dracov's daughter like three times and I was like okay yeah Dracov's daughter is probably Taskmaster it wasn't very 
It wasn't unpredictable. It was very predictable. The thing is, I wasn't thinking about it, but that was just because I didn't really care who Taskmaster was. That was the problem. They weren't they weren't investing me in this te- in this villain. I saw a, I saw a theory beforehand. Um, it was it was never going to be true, but they were like, oh, what if the Taskmaster was actually Black Widow from a different timeline, going back in the past, uh, with because like it after Endgame, uh, and that's why it's set after Endgame. And I, I don't know why I bought into it, but I kind of did. At the time, I don't know. It's really dumb. I was thinking, okay, that's why it's that's why it's this late. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Taskmaster is definitely the, the worst part of the movie, I think. Just like I don't I, I think that it was really wasted. And I hope that they I hope that they actually bring in a real Taskmaster. Well, I think I think this is the Taskmaster we have now. We're gonna have to hope they nail one of the other villains, which they got plenty to pull from, I'm sure. Well, no, but the thing that interesting, <laughs> they didn't, the thing is that this is Taskmaster, but this is like Antonia. She doesn't call herself Taskmaster. What they can do, right, is they can get somebody called Tony Masters and they can get him to take this tech and use it for himself and then have this actual Taskmaster. They I mean, can yeah, do they it. could do that. I mean, if they, they can, can actually have two do shockers it. in the same movie, they can they can pull this off. Yeah, they can, they can easily have another Taskmaster if they want. Um, I don't think they are going to because they, I don't think they really care about the character, but I think it would be really cool. Um, so, I mean, other than that, Melina, I think she, I like Rachel Weiss. She's actually married to um, Daniel Craig. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, that's like a power couple right there, I feel. But uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but she's kind of funny. Um, she was, I, she didn't, I, I think I liked her. She had like a mini arc, which you, you probably missed, but she kind of had this thing about like how she was kind of encouraging, you know, Nat to kind of keep, you know, a positive attitude when she was a child. And she kind of, and, you know, she, she's been like rung through the system like over and over. Like she kind of forgot about that. And so she saw like, how is how is Nat still strong despite all this? Like, how am I not? And so I thought that was an interesting character. She didn't really get that much screen time though, so it's like she didn't leave too much of a mark. But she was a she was a good character. I think the the main cast, the non bad guys, were actually I think they were all pretty good. They were like it had a good supporting cast, and that, I think I think the supporting cast besides the villains were like probably the strongest aspect of the movie for me. I think. But that's kind of the MCU in general. I think the MCU tends to really have good characters and that kind of carries the movies, you know? Like, like the characters being good kind of carries the movies. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's usually how the best ones go for me. Like, I know, I know for one age, nothing was going on much in the Ant-Man movies, but the, uh, the characters carried it. And also, they, they, for what little was going on, it had, like, the most important plot elements for the entire MCU. Yeah. Paul Rudd... Poor just makes anything entertaining for me. I don't know. He's, he's a good actor. He's a really fun actor. Uh, but yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be huge. <laughs> so it's just funny how they're giving him such important things to do, despite people going, oh, Ant-Man. <laughs> so, but Black Widow, um, there's not really much else to say about the film. Um, it, so yeah, I mean, I rewatched it like last week when it came on Disney Plus, and I I didn't I think I I originally had it at four stars, but I put it down to three stars. Um, I I don't know why I gave it at four stars when I watched it, but you know when I rewatching it, it's not bad, but like it has a lot of it. Like you know the fer 
the pheromone lock, which, you know, I mean, for the moment it worked, but like it is just kind of so funny that it's just like he, he smells so bad that they just they just physically cannot harm him. That's just so funny to me. <laughs> also, I found it really funny how when um when was it Yelena was kind of sacrificing herself in quotation marks. Um, I do find it funny how I made this like yeah. uh, I, I made this pheromone so woman cannot hit me back. Yeah. <laughs> but but when 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 the, when it exploded and, and the plane exploded, the explosion was coming out and his glasses fell out and you could see the glasses popping out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It's like what the it's cartoon. It's like it's like it's like an animal. It's the cartooniest MCU villain death I've ever seen. It was just like <laughs> And I've seen the um the, Ro- the Ronan death was pretty cartoony, but this was just... I mean, uh. I mean the, the Ronan death kind of fit the tone of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't out of place. It was just a very goofy death. It was a very goofy death. But yeah, it's just the glasses falling out. Uh, but also, I find it funny how um, also Black Widow, uh, she she just lands on her feet like a cat or something. Just like, she... She fell off like a uh, a, cl- a cliff, like not a cliff. Sorry, it was like a pole in like a building, and she like whacked against the sides of like po- a bunch of like metal poles. Well, yeah, and, like, but you'll find a lot of moments in the MCU then, where then, you'll be like, they should then, be dead. And then, but then she just landed on her feet, like just completely, not even breaking her legs, and continued walking as if nothing happened. <laughs> also, um, I'll, uh, this is unrelated, but I really one thing I found quite funny, uh, quite good dialogue. Um, was I think it was it was another Yana line, um, and I think it was in the shop, and she was like, and she was like, oh no, uh, one of the big ones come and save, and then, and the way that Nat kind of just goes like, the big ones? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> who, who are the big ones? <laughs> she felt she looked quite she she sounded like almost offended by it. it was kind of funny, but uh yeah i mean there's not really much else to say about the movie have you got any closing thoughts on this week's comic book movie or show of the week well um i came out saying it was a good movie and that's about all i could remember from it it was just you know it had some good characters it had some good moments but at the end of the day it's another mcu movie i'm gonna forget about it yeah no i agree there are uh, that's, that's basically my thoughts at the moment. It's a pretty forgettable MCU movie. Not terrible, but it's not great either. Um, so yeah, th- this week. I mean, no, movie. like it's good, but when like they tend to all, all these days be generally good, you know, it's not really standing out amongst the rest. Right. No. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. yeah but like, I mean, not great, as in like it's good, but it's not great. So, like, it's not that. It's not like okay. Um, it's not like kind of gone up that level for me. I mean, it's kind of gone down the more I think about it, but. I, either way, um, yes, yeah, on Disney Plus now. So if you haven't seen it, you, you, uh, I'd, I mean, I'd say recommend it, but like it's not that important. But I, I think it's worth a watch. I think it's worth a watch. It's, it's still an entertaining film. I think uh, it's, a, it's a lot slower though. It's, I mean, when I was rewatching it. It's, it's, a, it's a very slow MC movie. I think it might be the slowest. Uh, I quit. I thought that went by pretty quick. I mean, yeah, when I first watched it, it went by pretty, pretty quick. But when I was rewatching it, it felt really slow. Huh. So I don't know. It was just on that rewatch, maybe. But yeah, uh, so next week, uh, I haven't actually planned what the, the next next uh, next week's comic book movie or show will be, but that's kind of what this section will be. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm open for suggestions. Um, in in if you uh, if you want to at me or kind of just you know just like message me about that. So, 
Um, we're going to move on to the, the final section of the day, uh, question, the question of the day. Um, and so this is, this is going to be addressing, obviously, the people you watching, uh, reading, sorry, listening to this uh, right now. Uh, but also we're going to have a small little discussion about our personal answers to it. Uh, and this week's question, um, I guess it should be question of the week then. Uh, is what is your most anticipated MCU Phase 4 project out of the ones that have been announced, including shows and movies? Um, so, yeah, Elliot, start start with, with yours, then. Which, what is your most, your top, your, your top most anticipated MCU Phase 4 film? Well, it took like a second to think, but then I realised, yeah, I think my most anticipated project for Phase 4 is uh, Thor Love and Thunder. And it's pretty much for the simple reason that it's got Thor in it and it's got the Guardian of the Galaxy in it. It's like it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and Thor Ragnarok, which are like my favorite MCU movies, and they're all together now. I can't see this going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Thor <laughs> and Thunder is definitely up there for me. Uh, because I mean Taika Waititi is just he's he's one, I think I've watched a lot of his, I've watched most of his movies. And like, he's it's nearly all my favorite characters in one movie. I mean, like, yeah. if, if only Zemo was there too, and we get like the full, like, <laughs> Elliot Doobie Marvel movie here, because that's <laughs> this is yeah. my shit right here. Yeah, like, we we got we got Rocket, we got Drax, we got Korg, we got Thor. We ain't we possibly I say possibly don't have Loki, but I have this tiniest little feeling they might find some way to get some form of Loki well, in there. Every Even major, if it's like a reference. Every major MCU movie is somehow tying to the MCU. So I mean, sorry, not sorry, tie, tying to the multiverse. So m- maybe, um, I don't, I don't know, hundred percent. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Thor: Love is definitely up there for me because Thor: Ragnarok is definitely one of my favorite um, MCU movies. Um, but also, I think Thor has always been like one of my favorite. Like Marvel characters, like MCU characters, even before Ragnarok. Like I mean, I've just. I've always been an advocate for the original Thor in 2011. I, I think that it's really underrated. Um, and I, I, sh- I really like that movie. So, I'm, so I've always been a fan of Thor. He's always been my favorite of the original Avengers. Well, so is, I, I liked the first Thor on the first viewing of it. Then I rewatched it with my dad. And like, uh, yeah, I, re- I didn't remember it being this uh, slow, especially in the beginning. I mean, I've, I've rewatched yeah. it many times. And I, I like it every, I like it every time, but um, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's. I think I think I really like it. I really like it a lot. But, um, but I, either way, so Thor and Thunder. You know, you got you got uh, Taika Waititi back, which is one of my favorite directors working today. With Jojo Rabbit is an incredible movie if you haven't seen that. Um, and yeah, so he, he's coming back to direct this. And I think what's interesting about Thor and Thunder as well is that it's it's got. Um, it's 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 bigger and it's almost more kind of emotionally there than Ragnarok because Thor Ragnarok had like moments, but it kind of, it kind of it its story was quite simple. But this one, it seems like the the stakes are going a lot higher, and it seems like there's gonna be more chance for like emotion, like more emotional moments, like and um, not to insult Ragnarok, but I think that's the one thing. Uh, about Ragnarok that, that that could be improved was that kind of emotional, more emotional weight. And in this, we have the Jane Foster coming back as Thor, uh, so as the mighty Thor. And um, I I think that's really great because Natalie, Natalie Portman is a great actress. 
And I think that she she got she really did didn't get enough material for the original like Thor and Thor's Dark World. So she was kind of boring because she didn't really get much to do. Like she you give this actress like nothing, she's not gonna just make it into like this perfect like character. So but now they're gonna give her like an interesting character arc. Like she's uh they're adapting the whole cancer thing where she kind of she she's worthy of Thor and every time she like uses her powers um as Thor, she kind of like loses a bit of her life energy. So she kind of she's kind of killing herself to be Thor. Um interesting. Yeah, and so I, I want I, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I, I think I I thought there might be a chance that it might be multiverse. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. But it's possible given that everything's happening with that. But yeah, you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy in there, which is great. Uh, there was a set photo, uh, I think I, sh- I shared to you a while ago, where it had like uh, <laughs> where it had like Peter Quill with his new costume and like Thor in this like 80s kind of like <laughs> like Terry Bogard fit, you know. <laughs> it's uh and also you got Gore the God Butcher as well in there, which is uh played by Christian Bale. So and like you know, Christian Bale's one of my favorite working actors as well. So you know, it's just Gore's gonna be badass. He's just gonna, I guarantee you, Gore's gonna come in, kill like he's gonna kill like Zeus or something. Like I think Zeus is supposed to be doing it. He's just he's just gonna kill Zeus. Like he's just gonna walk into this movie and kill Zeus. And then just like show and he just shows that like, he means business. So yeah, Thought on the Thunder. It's just, I think it's going to be definitely top tier MCU. Like, it will be one of the best MCU movies. I, I can guarantee that it will be that. It's definitely one of my most anticipated as well. Um, and But my answer to that, besides Eternals, because that's coming out in, like, a couple of weeks, so it's like, if I mention that, it's going to be like, yeah, it's be outdated in a couple of weeks. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, that's definitely my most anticipated movie currently. Um, it's just, like, the Multiverse of Madness, it's just, it's just like the wildest movie, I think, out of the, the slate that we know. Um, because, you know, it's just like, I I am one of those people that I just really, really love that first Doctor Strange movie. Like, I think that it, I think that it's incredible. Like, I think it's like really, really underrated. Well, I'm um, not really interested for uh, the fact that, that because it's another Doctor Strange movie, because I was kind of just the air on the first uh, Doctor Strange movie. But yeah, I'm more interested in just that like, movie the, so much. I don't it, care. I, it, I might need to do a rewatch, but I just remember it just being a bit slow for me. Do a rewatch. We'll, we'll do a we'll do a comic movie of the week <laughs> eventually of it, and I, I will go into why I love it. But but anyway, this one has got a different direction. You've got Sam Raimi, which is obviously known for. Not only like the horror, like horror movies like Evil Dead, but also you know obviously the Spider Man, uh, the great Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. So, so and you know you got got a mix of that director, but also you got like Doc Strange, which is just a really cool character. Um, in general, he's a really cool character, um, especially in the MCU recently after his movie as well. Um, but then you've also got you know Scarlet Witch, Wanda, which is my favorite character in the MCU. Uh, and her stands have ruined it, her character for many people, but I don't really let characters be ruined by um, by just uh, that, by, you know, just by the people that support them. But, um, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, no, I, I still love her character. She's, uh, especially from One Division, having incredible development. And so, yeah, and so 
I think she might even be the villain in this, like or a major p- villain in it. And so you have this like kind of director, which is really known for and you know making these horror movies, but also these kind of straight comic book adaptations, very accurate, very comic accurate adaptations. And you, you bend it with like Doctor Strange with these like really because I think the first Doctor Strange movie had some really cool visuals, like you know, uh when the ancient one kind of sends him into the, the, the that kind of multiverse kind of area. You see like a bunch of like really weird and like wacky like visuals, and I think just more of that in the multiverse of madness would be incredible. And and you know, there's like so much potential, especially you know after watching What If, you know, just like the the kind of like when the Watcher and Ultron they fight and they got they're kind of fighting and they're punching oh, each yeah, other. Yeah, is this all going to be like relevant to multiverse of madness? Yeah, I mean the rumor is that what if characters are going to be in live action in multiverse of madness so, yeah because i'm thinking like if, if this is gonna because you know, i'm all about the multiverse shit so i'm just want to see whatever they're you're planning on doing with that yeah. and um hopefully yeah. it would be pretty cool if like um because I, I think i heard a rumor somewhere that they were gonna have uh toby Maguire spider-man in it um not like tom holland spider-man but Toby just Toby the Tobey Maguire one that would be amazing yeah like, um i think I, think I don't think he'll steal the spotlight from like any of the characters. No, the I, I think he's going to be more of a cameo. Um, I believe, I believe that they're they're going to have a lot of characters, like actors from previous Marvel non MCU movies, and like kind of just because you know, to put on this idea of like this multiverse to have like these alternate characters, which you know have been those alternate characters in other movies. Um, so you know, and so you know, this is supposed to be like, the first horror movie. In the MCU, I don't think it's gonna be like overly scary, but you know, got that kind of tone to it. You know, you got my own favorite, you got two of my favorite MCU characters, you got a great director, you got a lot, you know, just like the fact that this is kind of almost the cornerstone of the entire MCU right now. It's like the most important event in the MCU. Uh, you know, it's just all lining up, uh, for this movie to be like definitely my most, <clears throat> my most anticipated movie, uh, of the MCU, uh, phase four, but. I will say, other than Thor of Thunder and Multiverse of Madness, I'm really also quite excited for Fantastic Four, uh, just because uh, they, they've not been done right in live action before. They, 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 they're, they're such a cool team, and they just haven't been done right. And um, and then also, and also, Ant-Man was Quantumania, just because of the fact that we got Kang in that. And, you know, Kang was so good in, in uh, Loki, the finale. So... So yeah, I mean, I'm 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 honestly excited for everything coming up. Um, I'd say my most anticipated show right now is actually She-Hulk, which I didn't think I'd say a few years ago, but um, just like the, I think from 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 what, from what I'm hearing from it, it's kind of supposed to be like this kind of like courtroom drama kind of comedy, um, and I think it's supposed to have like multiple seasons as well. And I think that has a lot of potential to be this really charming, like almost standalone MCU Disney Plus show that just has like, you know, you know that just, I think it sounds really interesting to me, but then you also got Moon Knight, you know, you got Agatha Harkness coming up. So uh, out of this show's coming up, which one are you most anticipated for, would you say? Which show? Yeah, which of the shows announced would you say you're most interested in? Huh. Um... I, th- I think it might be Moon Knight. I'm just like, I'm hearing a lot of good things about this yeah, uh, character. Moon, 
yeah, Moon Knight is a really cool character. He's quite psychological and he's actually quite, he's batshit crazy, basically. But I mean, a lot of people say he's Marvel's Batman, but he's not really that much like Batman. I think that's just an overgeneralization. But I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot coming up. There's obviously also, we didn't mention the Marvels, um, which I think has the potential to be good. Um, you have uh, obviously Guardians Galaxy 3, obviously very exciting as well. You have uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which I'm a, I'm a little bit more apprehensive just for the fact that, you know, the circumstances of that, you know, it's just kind of, it's it's almost like a cursed movie with how much wrong. You know, also really hype for like um, whenever Loki season two comes out, but yeah, I have no Lo- idea when that is. Loki season two, which is probably not going to be for a few years, unfortunately. Because <laughs> um, I want to see that story continue. You know, I don't want to have to wait too many years for that. Yeah, and obviously you've got No Way Home coming in December and Eternals coming in next month, which I'm really, really excited for. Uh, but we'll talk about more about that later. So, yeah, you can uh, answer this question. Uh, maybe tweet at me, at uh, The Obster, maybe, uh, about what you, what's your most anticipated MCU Phase 4 project. Maybe you could split it into the shows and, and then the movies, or you could just give me one answer uh, if you're like more excited for like one show than any other movie. Um so yeah, that's the that's the question of the week, um, and that's really uh, all we have time all we have time for on the on this show uh, on on this episode. So um, just going forward, this show will probably be biweekly. Um, however, I'm probably going to upload an episode next week just because of the fact that I'm going to be away the week after, and I I don't I'm not going to do it then. But going forward, it's probably going to be a bi-weekly show just to get enough news topics. Um, let's just hope there's not like a week that has like so much news and then the next week has a lot of news and then she has like a, <laughs> a mountain of stuff to talk about. But uh, so, yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, any closing thoughts overall, uh, Elliot? Closing thoughts? Um my favorite Marvel character is Drax. <laughs> yeah, Drax. Uh, yeah, Drax. Is I'm, I'm not going back on that opinion. <laughs> yeah, Drax is great. Um, next episode, we'll probably have two other hosts. So this has been quite a like a an individual, but I mean, it's been you know actually it's been quite good. I actually like it with the, just one on one. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually kick out the other guys. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but yeah, next one we'll probably have a couple more hosts. Um, I try not to make it too crowded, but you know, so it'll be a little less quiet than this one. But I'll I'll, I'll control it. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to this. Um, and yeah, if you have any constructive criticism, um, I'd, I'd be willing to hear about it because I want to improve the show, make it the best, the the best podcast to listen to. Right? I mean, I I because <laughs> I'm just like talking here. I don't know if if any of what I'm saying is actually interesting to anybody. So yeah. Uh, thanks for listening and I'll see you. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. Uh, I forgot another word for bye or whatever. <laughs> bye. <laughs>